0: He's Bob. He's Kyle. And every Saturday morning, they morph together to form the greatest superhero known to man. Mr. Mechanic. Check engine lights don't stand a chance. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show on 1110 KFAB.
1: Good Saturday morning to you. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show on KFAB. 558-1110 five, five, is the numbers to get in. Number to get in, excuse me. We're Buchanan Service Centers at uh, 50th and Dodge, 80th and Dodge, and guaranteed brakes at 49th Avenue and Dodge. Do brakes right and every time. Suspension. Exhaust. Brake lines. A lot of them. Huh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> A lot of them. You know, and now... Um, They've, you know, since we're just shot to brake lines, they it used to be you had to custom make them all. Well, now the aftermarket's finally caught up in, in with everybody, and now you can they come in sections now and you can replace these in sections. And boy, we we try to do as many as we can as far as the whole thing because they just all are rotten. Every one of them, every one of them. And you got to be careful if you just do one line, and you can do just one line if that's all that's leaking. And you're going to find the next weakest link. Yeah, and you always do. And that kind of goes with the, you know, you you put a water pump in, the next weakest link is the radiator. Next thing, oh, that's leaking and blah, 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 blah. But uh, you get a better repair when you're going to do the whole brake line system. And now that they've kind of broken it apart in fronts, and, you know, the middle and the rears, it just— It, it makes just, it easier to do. It makes it easier to do. It's, we're it's not a,
2: pulling as many gas tanks out. Yep. Not as much stuff has to come apart to do them. Yep, it's exactly. really handy.
1: And, you know, it's easy to get going. The accelerator will take you really quick. and yeah. put, if, if, if you've not experienced the panic of uh not being able to stock because the pedal goes to the floor. Been there. Been there. Been there. How there. many times have you been there? A lot. A lot. I would say at least 20. Yeah. <laughs> 25 in sheer panic and uh that it won't stop and yeah i think i've been through a couple of yards i know i've been through a couple yards over the sidewalk
2: yeah try to downshift it and shut the engine off yeah yeah something lock up please yeah
1: Yeah. i you know i managed to miss some cars i managed to miss the trees i've managed to miss a lot of things and uh yeah it's just nothing like it
2: (laughs) yeah yeah i think roller coasters are exciting
1: yeah, 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 exactly. I was just going around the block, so and that happens a lot. So if you see a brake light on,
0: make it sure you check at.
1: it out. Yeah, because we had one, I think it was just yesterday, The brake light was on. It had just, just come on, and we look at it, and sure enough, here's it this line. It. Yeah, it's leaking like crazy out the back. So just FYI, every year your car goes through the salt and brine that we've now put down on the road, that you run the risk of that, so just kind of keep up on it. Have your mechanic check it. Say, hey, just how rusty is this thing underneath here? It looks great on the outside. How rusty is it underneath? Yeah, you know there can be deceiving. It can, you know, and and sometimes we've taken screwdrivers out and we kind of poke the frame a little bit. And next thing you know, the screwdriver goes straight through. Mm-hmm. Now you got different decisions to make. So, <laughs> well, it's going to be if if, you've, if you heard just before we came on the air, it's going to be close to hundred. So, if you haven't charged your air conditioner. Today's the day. Today's the day or tomorrow or get in line. Yep, get in line. And for those of you that that, uh, the air conditioning will not work as good as it should unless it's 100% full. If it's Mm -hmm. 90% full, it'll do a really good job, but it won't do as good a job as it will. When it starts to get to 95 and 100, that's a lot of when your overheatings come in. Um, At 70 degrees, your radiator and condenser can kind of be I'd say probably half plugged. sure. Maybe even more than that. 60-70% plugged and it'll be okay. The air conditioning will be fine. When you hit 92 and above let's say um, up into 100 and beyond uh, it taxes that air conditioning and that cooling system so much that you're going to be uncomfortable. Correct. So that's the first place that we always kind of look and I noticed out driving around that there was a lot of cotton in the air. Yes. And that cotton makes its way and if Anybody's ever looked at their air conditioning outside their home and see all that cotton that's on the condenser of your air conditioner? Imagine what that looks like in your car that you haven't checked since you owned it. It's a it's lot like in a there.
2: Like a quilt in there.
1: <laughs> well, you know, we could probably do that. I suppose. Yeah. Why don't we save all that? We can spin some yarn and make some shirts. Yeah. There you go. We got a bunch of cotton yeah. we can do it with. A Mr. Right. Mechanic stamp on there. Here we go. There you go. We're gonna make we're gonna make that we're gonna shoot right over and make uh shirts here soon. All right, we're gonna head over to a call real quick. We got Jim with a O three Ranger. Jim, what's going on?
3: Well, it just all of a sudden acted up. Um I I don't have any power. If I step down on the foot feet it just kinda of bogs down. And if you go real easy on it, it'll speed up. And also, the transmission only shifts manually now. It doesn't, and the overdrive off light flashes.
1: Okay. Okay. So it sounds like you're stuck in a gear. So yeah, it sounds it like sounds so like you're starting in second gear or, or overdrive yeah. or something. You're starting at a very very tall gear, which is third or fourth. Um, I, you, I can
3: pull it. I can pull it down manually and shift it.
1: And, and it works fine. And it,
3: Yeah, the transmission will shift, but I said the engine still doesn't have any power. Okay, okay. So
2: you're not getting any RPM out of it. Right.
3: No, and it's got, it did it all of a sudden, and it's got several, several codes um, fault codes, um, like five different oxygen sensor codes for Mm -hmm. stuck lean or, and then it has. about five different transmission codes as well for um, a generic electrical code on solenoid A, B, C, and D.
2: Okay. And,
3: uh, and also on the, uh, it says it's short circuit on the pressure code or pressure solenoid.
1: Sure. Yeah, so, I mean, you, you got to follow your codes just a little bit, and it sounds like with your OD light flashing, that means you've got an electrical problem inside the transmission. Um, now, there are various other things that can cause the car to have no power, but but you did say that if you drop it down into, into manual first, manual first, and you go first, second, third, it, do you get your power back or no? No. No, okay, all right. So, no.
3: No, even sitting still in park, um, you can push it down, and it just bogs. It doesn't speed up.
2: So with lean codes in there.
3: If you go real easy on it, you know, you can make it speed up. Sure.
2: With that truck having lean codes in it, not having power, the first thing I want to do is put a fuel pressure gauge on it. Right. That's what I want to do.
1: You're going to have to go through your progressions, and one is going to be fuel pressure. We know we got spark because the thing's running. Yep. So we 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 got to know where fuel pressure is. And then the second thing is you're going to need to know where back pressure is if it has something to do with you know catalytic converter. I can't see that that just happened all of a sudden like
2: those normally come on slow. Yeah, they come on fuel pump s- though.
1: Yeah, fuel pump will come on immediately, and a transmission can come on immediately. the The transmission is affected by how the engine runs. So if the engine doesn't run properly, the transmission is not going to shift properly.
3: Okay. So. Um, yes. 't have, right. have you ever seen wiring wiring issues um sure uh, the reason i'm thinking that is because all of the wiring from the transmission and the oxygen sensors all comes up in the same wiring harness up the back of the engine yep
1: yep oh we, we've seen plenty of critters uh they, they like the wiring they want to chew it and you're right you parked it there was no problem all of a sudden you come back you just gotta you got to inspect that. Yeah, I think you need to do a thorough inspection. Look underneath the hood, make sure the mass air flow sensor looks good, it's not popped out, the you know, the the boots are on, there's no wires that are chewed and take a good flashlight and inspect it all because you're right, something just immediately changed and a critter just mm-hmm. likes it. I mean, I don't, there's no rhyme or reason to where they decide to to chew on something. Okay. A, a throttle position sensor wouldn't cause any of that. Oh, I mean, there's a lot. It'd be have... a reach. It'd be a reach. I mean, yes is, okay. is Yes is the possibility. Uh, no, that's not what we're looking at at this particular point. We're we're checking a lot of other things first. Yeah. Check Hold your on. fuel pressure okay. first. Check your fuel pressure first. Check to see if anything's been eaten, and then kind of go on down the line from there. That'd be two two first things I'm looking for. All right. All right. That's- Pre- That's appreciate kind of the. I was headed. Yep, we appreciate the call, and and uh, if, you, if you need some more help, give us a call back. All right, all right. Thanks, Jim, for calling. He, he jumped off the air. 558-1110 five, five, is the numbers to get in. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in a minute.
0: Need mechanic help, but you're nowhere near a mechanic? Well, just ask Siri.
4: Hey, Siri, I just got a flat tire. What should I do?
0: You should go back to your childhood and learn how to change a tire like a normal person.
5: Oh, well, that's not what I expected you to say.
0: Siri the Mechanic is now available on all smartphone devices. Hey, Siri, how long has it been since my last oil change? It's been 10 years since your last oil change. Wait, what? That can't be right. Oh, my mistake. That's when you should have become an adult and started keeping track of this stuff on your own. Touche,
6: Siri. Touche. Having car trouble? Just
1: ask Siri the Mechanic, a proud sponsor of the Mr. Mechanic Show.
5: The Mr. Mechanic Show is brought to you by Buchanan Service Center. Call to schedule your appointment today at 402-393-2722.
1: All right, we are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558 five, is the number to get in so we can answer your questions, your uh, hot weather questions. I'm, I know there's more than a few of them out there. So we're going to head over to Jason, 13 uh, Ford Raptor. Jason, what's going on?
0: Hey, guys. Uh, so I got a 2013 Ford Raptor. runs like a top 168,000 miles, taking care of it its whole life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I got fuel. I was one of those guys that got the fuel. On a, at a oh. quick shop. Yep. So... The question I have specifically is I'm a knife maker by trade, and I was a carpenter for most of my life. Mm-hmm. So my knowledge of carbon steel and what happens with rust is a lot different than maybe what I should expect in a vehicle, uh, I assume also because of, like, things being coated with oil and stuff. So that happened. My truck shut down, and, you know, immediately at the at the intersection, obviously 90% water in the fuel. Mm-hmm. The question I have is, so when it's going to combust and it doesn't combust in the combustion chamber, it pushes below the piston rings goes down into the galleyways and stuff of the motor, which you find a way down to the oil pan. Um, where does that – what does that leave me if it sits for a week? You think How, how bad do you think rust would be in something like that? Um, very,
1: I, very you know, minimal. I would think very, very minimal, minimal also. Yeah, because it's okay. – Everything's covered in oil. Everything's covered right. in oil, right. and it's had years and years to impregnate all of the, the – the, Bearings, rods, everything. Yes. Like a yes.
0: seasoned cooking pan.
1: Yes. Yep. yep. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Cool.
0: That makes me feel better because I'm like, oh, exposed motorhead. I know how quick those rust. Well, yeah. Crap. <laughs> yeah.
1: No. No. And and any the oil will uh, impregnate some pretty quickly, even if it had five thousand miles on it. You know, okay. it's it's all kind of broken in, and I wouldn't worry. So my guess is they they just kind of took it took it all out, took all the water out, and then just kind of. Filled it all back up with premium and then it seems to work fine? No issues?
0: Well, typically what what they ended up doing was uh, new spark plugs, cleaning all the injectors, taking sure. the oil pan down, uh, draining the gas tank, you know, all the typical fuel line stuff and flush. So said wow. it was fine. I just, I you know, I couldn't quite gas, grasp it in my head. You know, like I said, I'm a knife maker. And I, you know, yeah. I'm like, well, I, I I just didn't know. So I appreciate the information. No, nah,
1: you, you'll be fine. There There's not going to have any problem with that at all. Nope. All right. Awesome. Good
0: news. Yeah. Appreciate the call. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Mm
1: -hmm. You know, and and both you and I, Kyle, have... uh, We've had our fair amount of water and gas vehicles. Yeah, fair amount. (laughs) It is. It's a process. It it is a process. And and, and a lot of times, most of the time, I'd probably say 75% of the time, you just kind of drop the tank and uh, you flush out the lines and um, you start it back up, put some premium in it, drive it around, drive it out, and it's good to go. I mean, every once in a while you'll put a fuel pump in it. You know, Once not, in a
2: while. Once not in a while. Often.
1: Hardly. Hardly. Maybe an injector if it really got bad. Um, I don't think I've ever... We've never had to pull an oil pan down and, and pull everything out like that. Uh, because usually water does not want to go through an injector. No. It just doesn't. And it locks it up pretty quickly. So you don't have much of any kind of fluid that gets into the engine itself. So, but... There's always that scenario. Always that scenario. Absolutely. Special with that. But yeah, it's it happens, especially with all the rain we're getting. We don't it doesn't seem like we get a little rain every once in a while. Now we get a deluge. Yeah. And uh <laughs> you never know when that's coming and somebody must have left the lid off of the gas. So we don't want that to happen either. All right, we're gonna head over to Steve. Steve's got a thirteen Nissan juke. Steve, what's going on today?
6: Okay, sir. Uh, well, it's it's quite interesting. Um, the vehicle, the small Weiss vehicle, uh, it's, only ha- it's only got 47,900 miles on it. Um, but I am having a crazy turbo lag. Um, I've taken it to the dealer. They say it's within specifications. I'm assuming they don't want to do any work. Um, but uh, it's either I have to hammer it off of uh, like a red light or a, a stop sign to get it to actually, you know, start moving. Uh, or I can also just tap the gas and it goes nuts. Um, I've also had uh, uh, pressure tests done on it. So it's running between four and six PSI mm-hmm. uh, for, for the vehicle. Um, but, um, you know, all the maintenance has been done, um, you know, brand new, you know, air filter, fuel filter, you know, everything that I could possibly do to it, um, but it still has this lag. And I was wondering if you guys, you know, could possibly point me in the right direction.
1: Well, uh, that's going to be kind of tough, I guess, a little bit. But, I mean, so, so if you just barely touch it, it takes off, or if you really hammered, it takes off. It's kind of the in-between. It has an issue, Right. Well,
6: well it's it's uh the the barely touching it, uh yeah. you know, barely touching the gas, that's touch and go. I mean sometimes right. it'll just be like, hey, we're gonna go and and the rest of the time it's like, no, we're gonna to go like 20, 25 miles an hour, um but you can hear the the turbo spool, you know, trying to build its pressure, um but you know, yeah uh, I'm, i I'm at a loss. yeah, it
2: seems to me like that turbo's working. Yes, if all your boost Correct. tubes are on, a turbo's just got to spin. Yes, and if right. it's making pressure, it's spinning. The other thing that I see with these Nissans, they use a CVT transmission, and those can have issues. And it may seem like a turbo issue because I mean, this transmission isn't really shifting. Mm-hmm.
1: So oh, that's would, would definitely that, a possibility. Would yeah.
6: that be like a, a little bit of a harder shift?
1: No, the, the way the CVT transmission works is that when you step on the gas, it's there's kind of a lag for it to kind of go, and it it's it's basically you ever driven a snowmobile? It's like a friction yes, clutch. Okay, so if you if you've driven a snowmobile, this is how this transmission works. Mm-hmm. It always has high RPM. It's always trying to find the optimal power band for that car to go. So okay. it's uh, basically this is kind of a just a very expensive. Snowmobile transmission yeah, is really what exactly it is. Exactly what it is. How it works is that's what it is. You know the okay. other the other possibility that you have since it's if you're not getting the the air into the engine like a throttle body having an issue. I mean this is a drive by sure. wire. You could have a throttle body that's the, the gas pedal is not telling the throttle body to open. Okay. okay, understood. If if that's if it's not opening and you got your foot halfway on the gas but the throttle body is only opening a quarter away. Uh, sure. A quarter of the way now, now you've got a lag. So okay. I I don't think it's the fact that they don't want to fix it. I think it's the fact that there's not
2: enough evidence out there.
1: Correct. Okay. There, there's not enough evidence for them to say, "Well, let's throw a three thousand dollar turbo on to see you back next week." That's what. Sure, that I, that's not absolutely. What the, that's the, that, and that's and that's every mechanic. We we don't we don't want to hang parts. It's not necessary, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's just got to break. Mm-hmm. worse than what's going on because everything we're just dealing with numbers on a scanner from one to 150 that kind of this is sure. off that goes there and if everything's in line it can be kind of difficult.
6: Understood understood well you know I, I, I used to be uh, ASE certified some years back. Uh, but uh yeah I'll uh you know I'll actually look at the uh butterfly and uh see if it's got a stick in it and so, if I can clean it up and, but uh So
1: here's another question. That, the codes that yeah. are in the codes that are in the uh the you have any codes in it? Actually no. Okay all right uh, you know these have and I don't know if you know or have it had it done but these jukes had a problem with timing chains mm-hmm. they had a recall really? on these oh yeah yeah they did they had a tendency to blow the to blow the engine right out the bottom of the oil pan. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yes. So check it. I've only been married for for two years. This is her car. Well, I'm sorry. The only (laughs) reason I know that is because uh, we've done two motors, and both times uh, just blew the motor. I mean, literally just blew the oil pan right off the bottom of it. So they've got a recall on it, and I don't know if it's been done or not. If it's been done, then you should be fine. Um, If it hasn't, um, you need to pursue that. So. Uh, if your timing chains are off and your and your phasers have a problem, that sure. can also cause a a delay. Um Understood. you know that that's that's kind of a big thing there. So yeah, it's going to have to okay. get a little bit worse, Steve. I'm sorry to tell you.
6: Oh, that's all right. That's so, all right. I have nothing but time, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. There you go. <laughs> all there you right. go.
6: Well, thank you very much.
1: You bet. Not a problem. Uh, yeah. I mean, um, it's interesting when they when they blow everything out the bottom of the engine <laughs> some of them are it's like a science project under there you're just like wow it is we went and towed that car off uh they said it just quit in the intersection so we went and towed it and looked underneath there there was uh six quarts of oil all over the place yeah look underneath there and it was like a bomb went off and then that's how we kind debris, found, debris. there was debris <laughs> everywhere so and that and then i thought well that was just a one-time thing and then another one come in probably uh oh yeah a month later and it's like oh that something's going on here so all right five five eight eleven ten is the numbers to get in we're going to take a quick break we'll be back in a bit all right we are back at the mr mechanic show five five eight eleven ten is the numbers to get in and uh let's get that car fixed before it turns hot and uh you don't want to do it so we're going to head over to marty and uh 2016 honda elantra marty what's going on
7: hey uh thanks for taking the call you bet um so uh, I'm a courier. Uh, I drive all over the place and constantly turning on and off my car. And uh, it's been happening for a while, but I'll when I go to start my car, um, it'll take a couple times and the RPMs will go up a little bit. Um, and then uh, after like the third or fourth time, the car will start, but now I'm kind of hearing like a little grinding
2: Like Hmm. grinding when the engine's cranking, or grinding when the engine's running.
7: Grinding when uh, when I'm turning the key for the uh, car to start.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: Sounds like maybe a starter's starting
1: to fail. Yeah, kind of. Kind of.
7: Yeah. Um, it just like with the RPMs. I'm just wondering, uh, is it something maybe with the fuel, or uh, whenever I go to like uh, get an oil change or whatever, um, it never it'll never do that. So uh, I can never hear. Like, um, the starter, I guess,
1: doing so, it. So when it when it starts, does you know when a car starts, it disengages the clutch on the on the uh, the starter. Does does it sound like that's staying engaged? Does it sound like it's just a clattering, and then all of a sudden it just kind of goes away? Uh,
7: well, um, trying to think of what that kind of is. Uh, well,
1: I, I think you're describing the, a starter that, that it sounds like the 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 overrunning clutch is staying engaged. Which okay. means as soon um, as you start the car, that overrunning clutch should back out real quick because the car is running and it doesn't need to do its job anymore. But if it get, it stays stuck in there, then it's it's running with the RPM of the engine and it doesn't like that. No. Oh, no. Okay. It, it, it they get sh- hot in a hurry. Hot in a hurry, yes. <laughs> it should only be the starting RPM should probably be one to one hundred to maybe three hundred, somewhere in that range. And when it yeah. goes to 1,500, it just z- uh, zings. It's just, uh, it sounds like, yeah, it sounds like a wheel right. be- a bearing that's just going really, really fast. so
7: okay, cause it'll get up to like, you know, 500. Uh, and then um, it almost seems like I could like press the gas pedal to maybe get some fuel to like start it up. But then it'll just kind
2: well, of uh, shut down. Yeah. yeah if your starter's dragging, I mean,
1: yeah. Yeah,
2: let's start with our starter. Right,
1: exactly. Start let's, with the starter. Yeah, because yeah, if
2: that's okay. dragging and hanging up, I mean, you're not going to get any RPM right away.
1: No. All right. Yeah, it's it doesn't want to go past 100, yeah. 200, and, and you're yeah. you're you're forcing it to go to fifteen hundred, and uh, okay. it, it doesn't like that. So, um, um,
7: I it has actually been doing that for like I do a lot of miles, like sixty thousand miles. Wow. And, and now I'm getting like worried. When I'm out of town, um, if it actually doesn't
1: start. Well, uh, 160,000 miles with a start every other, you know, five starts a day times six. Uh, that's probably two million starts on that overrunning clutch and needs a starter. Yeah. Yep. Well,
2: sixty
7: thousand miles, <laughs> like that's when I noticed it. I'm at a. <laughs> oh, gotcha,
1: gotcha. 000. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. Well, you um, just you just got more starts on it than the normal guy, and. Uh, yeah, I I think that's you know if you could certainly have it looked at. What you need to do is is have somebody maybe just confirm what we're talking about. But it sounds like we're heading towards starter.
7: Okay. Yeah. Um, that's what I you know kind of figured. Uh, I didn't know if maybe like gas I'm putting in the car or anything no, like that.
1: No, Your gas doesn't last long. You're um, yeah. you're in and out pretty quickly. <laughs> so. Hold oh,
7: uh, I'm uh, about fifty dollars a day in gas.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't last long. If there was a problem with that, you'd know pretty quickly, like the previous caller, you know, before you get to the mm-hmm. oh, yeah. to the other side of the intersection. So, oh, okay. All right, try that. All right. Great, thank you. Thanks, appreciate Marty. It. Appreciate the yeah. call. All right, we're going to head over to Mike. Mike's got a 05 F-150. Mike, what's going on today?
4: Hey, how you doing, guys? Good. Um, I've got a 2005 F-150. It's got 166,000 miles on it right now. And the check engine light is on now the last couple days. I was, I don't usually drive um, a lot of interstate travel or anything like that, but I happened to have to go over to Council Bluffs earlier this couple days ago, and I went, and as soon as I got off the interstate, the my truck started to vibrate really hard. So I put it in neutral, hit the accelerator a little bit, and it seemed to help. It helped with the shaking, and that stopped. And then when I pulled into a parking lot, it vibrated again really hard. I put it in neutral, and I hit the accelerator again. And then I checked the oil. Um, It was a little low, so I put a cord in there. And then I drove back home, and um, it vibrated again after I got off the interstate. Um, I gave it some gas after I put it in neutral, and then I got it home. I've driven it a couple of days since then, and I, I haven't had that m- vibration, but I do have the check engine light still on.
2: I bet you got a misfire.
4: So, yeah.
1: My check engine light so goes did, on, too, when I go to Council Bluffs. It yeah. goes off when I come back. Yeah. Maybe something in the air.
4: I did I did have all my plugs replaced last year, so I don't know if that – I couldn't have them check that, yeah.
1: Well, and that's where we're – I'm just kidding about the – you know, it's – What you got to do is, first of all, you got to check the codes, see what's in the computer. Uh, Kyle's right on on target here. You've got a misfire with that particular F one fifty and the engine that's in it. More than likely, you got a bad. Ignition coil. Ignition coil, for sure. I that would,
2: was kind of that era, remember? Because Ford used to have engines you couldn't keep spark plugs in. Yep. Then they, they had this engine, you couldn't get them out.
1: Yep, yep, <laughs> yep, exactly. And then... Uh, a lot of problems with and, ignition systems. Yeah, you know? a lot of problems. And they've, they've, what, I think, was it 2011, 2012? It seems like they went to a different system and they've solved all those problems. So you F-150 drivers out there that have that, and gas motors, uh, that problem solved. But... Meanwhile, Roger, or not Roger, but Mike's got a problem with that. And they had problems with coils. They really a lot of did. problems with coils. And if you replace one coil, don't be surprised if you've got another one that fails not too shortly after that. So uh, you got to check the codes, see if it comes up with like a PO303 or 306 or something like that that tells you it's got a misfire. Uh, that's the first place to start. That'll. Okay. Yeah.
2: That'll get you a zip code. It won't get you the whole address. Yep. But go and check some spark.
1: Make yep. sure the spark isn't leaking out of the coil boot. What you find a lot of times is when you pull that boot off the end of that ignition coil, you'll find it all green up inside there, which is corrosion. And after a period of time, it just loses uh, connection, and it starts to misfire, and it kind of has that problem.
4: Okay. Sounds good, guys. Thanks for your
1: help. You bet. Not a problem. All right. See ya. Thank you. Appreciate the call. All right, uh, we're going to take a quick break on the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 five, five, is the numbers to get in. We'll be right back. All right, we are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 five, five, the number to get in, and we're going to head back over to the calls again. No, let's see, 12 Ford F-150. Roger, Roger, what's going on today?
5: Well, I'll tell you, whenever it rains, the car sits outside, it doesn't get garaged. I can drive to town 11 miles, and my engine light is on. Sometimes before I get to town, it goes off. Next time I get in, it'll go all the way to town and halfway home, and the engine light goes out. Why am I getting this engine light? Hmm. Well,
1: sounds like you When need- it rains. Just when when it, rains. it rains. Well, there's a code in there somewhere. Sounds like you need to move closer to town. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
5: I, I agree with you. I agree with you. But right now with the gas prices, I want to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there you
1: go. Well have you checked the codes at all when the light's on
5: no i can all never right. catch it when the light's on
1: all right well you can with do a
5: work. with a you know that gas tank where the filler thing is doesn't have a cap yeah it's one of them kinds that you just would water be getting in there and then kicking on a code
1: no no i mean no. water water can get it's it's very hard for it to get in there but i mean it's okay. possible but it's not going to kick a code on that quick and then says, okay, thanks, and then off it goes. It's just not going to do that. It's not going to happen. So everything in a car operates within certain parameters, whether that parameter is, let's say, 50 to 100. If the parameter goes below 50, the light's coming on. If it goes Uh above 100, the light's coming on. So some sensor is out of range when you first run it, and as it warms up, um, it comes back into range, Um, and then the light goes out. Um, if, If I had to... I had to throw something out. I'd probably say that maybe it has an oxygen sensor that's having an issue, but that oxygen sensor is being told what to do by something else. So, and I, that, I, mean, that's...
5: I just, I just replaced the oxygen sensor.
1: Wait, and for what reason?
5: Well, because of that. Okay. I, I was the same. I was on the same. You guys are on. I well, said, okay, that's oxygen sensors during it's getting moisture or getting. High humidity or something, so I just replaced it. Well, but
1: it still works. The, it's oxygen, still on. the oxygen sensor light comes on because it's saying that hey, there's something upstream that's a problem. Oh. It's not the oxygen sensor that's causing the problem. That's just the the code that comes on to raise the the red flag that something upstream is going on. So oh. you, you've Perfect. got you guys yeah, are right. Yeah, So you've got to go back to what the code is in the computer. So okay. you. You might have to go out and buy yourself a scanner. You know, you can buy those on, yeah. on Amazon for 39 bucks. You really can.
2: Yeah. Just leave it plugged in the truck. As soon as that comes on, you're going to get a
1: code. Yep, you're going to get a code, see what it is, and then that way you can kind of uh, back-engineer it from there because the light's not going to, you know, it's going to be on by the time you get home. Sure. So yeah. then you... I
5: stop at an O'Reilly? Could I stop at a, a sure. one of the car parts place? Could they read that code real quick? Yeah. Sure.
2: You bet they can. Okay. Yeah, if it's okay. on. Yeah.
5: But you're right, too. You guys are right too. I changed that sensor and it didn't change a thing. So yeah. it's, it's upstream
2: from
1: there. Yep. 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 And and that's why they've got four of them in there. You got two of them that are checking the catalytic converters, and you got two that's that modern are fuel trim. Right, moderning fuel trim, and it says something's off upstream. Yep. So I would probably okay. look at it at a upstream, and upstream means something on the engine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would look at the the throttle. Uh, the vacuum hoses, the the hoses going over to the the uh, air filter. The- on that
2: truck, it has intake manifold runner controls, and yeah. they're on the back side of the intake, and you can't see them. But sometimes they'll break a clip, and they can stick one bank lean. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. you know, if you hammer on it on the interstate, you know, you get enough vacuum, it can pull it open, to where it might yeah. not see it.
1: Mm-hmm. But that's another. Okay. Throw it out there, kind of thing. Yeah, you've got something on the engine, whether it's a sensor or something dirty or something broken, vacuum wise, vacuum boot wise, mass mass airflow. Something is turning it to a little higher, out of range, and that's what's causing it to come on. Eventually, that'll come on all the time, and it'll be an easier to fix. Then it, we'll to find fi- it. Yeah. yeah. Then yeah. we'll find it. So maybe yeah. maybe the key is moving farther away from home. That way, the lights on. <laughs> yeah. More often. You- could be, could just, be. Just trying to help. Well,
5: thanks a lot, you guys. Hey, listen, uh, I appreciate your program. Keep it up. Thank you. You
1: sure bet. Think. Appreciate. Let the us call. know what you find. Yeah, let us know what you find. Yeah, and that's that is a very, very big common mistake when you have an oxygen sensor code on the car. Yeah, I would say five percent of the time it's the oxygen sensor.
2: Yeah, I mean, unless you get like a heater circuit, I mean, a yep. lot of times those will own bad. But it, yeah, correct. If but, you're getting a slow response or something like that, it's because of something
1: upstream. Yes. If you've getting if you got a, a code in there and it's stuck one way, that's the other thing that you replace an oxygen sensor for. The problem is that you can't see how it's stuck mm-hmm. unless you've got a in depth scanner like a shop does in order to be able to say. That's not coming off. No matter what I do, it's stuck that way. No matter how I try to get it unstuck, it won't. I had and one of those the other day in a yeah. Buick Enclave. Yep, and we had one in a pickup not too long ago, and it just doesn't happen that often, but it, it can. This one... Happened because an
2: injector failed and it was dumping so much fuel oh. into this cylinder. And I pulled this O2 out, and it looked like a piece of charcoal. Yeah, yeah. And it'll <laughs> I mean, eat that them up. thing is smoked.
1: It'll eat them up because all that raw fuel that's in the in the exhaust will just actually chew them up and, and Super burn them up.
2: them. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Bad news. So just beware before you go spend your money on oxygen sensors. That you spend the extra time to see if there's something up on the engine that could cause that problem. Yep. Take so, the time.
2: Take, it's worth it in the end. Yes. You know,
1: some oxygen sensors are... They're tough. And expensive. And they're rusty, and then
2: you got to re-thread them. Yeah. Oh, man.
1: Yeah. It is tough. We had ones the other day that we were trying to take out of a guy's car, and they just were stuck in there since 1987. You twist the whole pipe off? Uh, we stopped. <laughs> we stopped giving the information because it wasn't coming apart. Nope. And uh, we don't want to create more problems. We're trying to fix one. So. All right, Kyle, I hear the music. That means we are done for another hour. That is that. Yeah, that is that. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in. Make sure you stay cool this week, and we'll see you next week. This I'm Bob. Kyle. See you then.